Well, good evening. Welcome to the back porch. I'm Jim McGinnis. Um, tonight I've got something I want to share with you called Jefferson on the Porch. Uh, it's something I wrote quite a while ago, but it keeps rearing its head every time I thumb through my work. It's about as relevant today as any time, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope it makes you think a little bit. Jefferson on the porch. I was sitting on the back porch, pondering Elliot's treason, reading just my second book of this, the hurricane season. Again, it dealt with Jefferson and yet another look at America. My attention shifted first to the brown dog lying at my feet and then to all my summer chores that would take me out into the heat, then back again to the great Virginian. Something kept me there in front of the fan planted in that seat. On that humid morning, I read on one more lesson he had to teach of his belief in a moral sense of benevolence slumbering in each. Don't need a prophet or a prince, said he, to tell us right or wrong. An inner voice, the conscience, it's been here all along. But Liberty's apostle owned a slave, or several, or many. How could it be that he was first to write a law to set a people free, but could not bring himself into the end to emancipate dear Sally? A hero? You say, with the sin that he commits, he preaches from the pulpit of the hypocrite. A hero? I say yes, because he's fallen. Ah, hypocrisy, our favorite sin. And Jefferson knew his crime. He saw it plain. He smelled the stench and felt the pain. But if moral contradictions are the measure of a man, then who is worth a damn among us? And I've heard others say, it's from the deep and dark recesses of our own self-betrayal there the force of moral vision rises. Now as the sun crept up in the sky, a gentle breeze began to rustle in the trees, and the dog is restless now, impatient with my sedentary ways. He probably wonders how this human could be stuck in such a daze with all the world before him. Still, I sat and thought long thoughts. If within there is a capacity for good, our darkness then won't be denied. Man's two natures, rightly understood, can't live side by side, but in some constant fight. I do believe the ancient Greeks may well have had it right long before Virginia, they tried to understand the curious forces in the makings of a man. Others said this too. Their myths were metaphors of human nature and the battles that ensue. The age's optimism broke with a red sky and dawn went down to day. Still, the ghosts of Hobbes and Calvin loom. How then do we keep our wickedness at bay? We're violent and corrupt. We are selfish, we are weak. Wealth and power we boldly, blindly seek. Disorderly, chaotic, contentious, and profane. 
clear enough we have to be constrained. But we're joyful and creative, filled with verse and song. We're selfless and forgiving, compassionate and strong. And we must have the right to find a life worth living, free to find our way along. But of all the philosophical stunts, how can we be bound and free at once? <laughs> Old Locke wouldn't take it quite this far, insisting we're inventions of the world. Waxen shapes we are, tabula rasa, created not within, but out. There seems little room in him for doubt. And volumes have been written, taken down, and passed along as fact that only on self-interest do we truly act. Now, a debt is owed to Locke, Newton of the Mind. His books impress my friends sitting there upon my shelf, but the only motive he can find is what benefits oneself. Where's the moral sense? The pleasure gained by helping others. No need to come to Jefferson's defense. Like the Scot before him, our beleaguered founder, enlightened pioneer, believed there is no place for determinism here. In Calvin, Locke, or Freud, whatever the disguise, with dogma comes iron fetters. Try on free will for size. When I do good, I feel good, Lincoln said, and his simple creed rings true. Man and woman must awaken to what Jefferson already knew. There's got to be benevolence in the happiness we doggedly pursue, even if we never catch up with it. Jefferson on the porch. Fair winds.